money for me to buy a new house? How does he do that? He do that for his computer. He works on the police. He goes on his computer. And he's an artist. He he helps um people with their um water if their water breaks down. To take care of me and my family. Checking up on me, he likes it, like he's always spending time with us and joking around with us, and he always tells us that he truly does love us. He always does his best to adapt to the environment and always tries to fulfill my needs. Every day he comes home from work, the first thing he does is prepare a meal for us. Every time he comes home, he just he's so excited to see me. Dad, happy Father's Day. I love you. I love you very much, Dad. That I appreciate for everything you've done. Uh, thank you for raising me, taking care of me. Um, yeah, Dad, I love you so much. I'm grateful for all that you do for us. I know I don't say it very often, but you are my superhero. You're one of my favorite people, and you have made me the great, a great, the great person I am today because you and Mom are so great. But I mean, you guys are perfect in my eyes. So, yeah, I love you. Happy Father's Day. I love you so much and just thank you for everything that you do. I appreciate you so much and I love you. Happy Father's Day. I love spending time with you and I love you. Happy Father's Day. I love you and thank you for being my coach off the field. I love you and thank you so much for understanding how I feel at certain points in times and I love you like crazy and thank you for always being there for me and never leaving me. I just want to why does he keep calling me John? 
Can we have all the fathers stand up? If you're a father, can you stand up? If you're, if you're a father to the fatherless, can you stand up? If you're a stepfather, can you stand up? Come on. I salute you. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. All right, you can be seated. It's an awesome privilege to be a dad. It's an honor to be a father. Amen? And thank you for sticking it, sticking it through. I'm going to just pray one last, one more time. Father God, we just thank you for your spirit that's here. We thank you for your, your comfort, your peace. For your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for your grace. I pray that you would just continue to be with us. Surround us. Be in us. As I speak your word, let my words be your words, God. Touch today, God. And may you be glorified. In your precious holy name, amen, amen, amen. I came to bring, hopefully I came to bring encouragement today. I know it's Father's Day, but I'm not just going to speak to the fathers. I want to speak to everybody today. And I want to open up like this. Run when you can. Walk if you have to. Crawl if you must. But one thing you can never do is give up. Too many people give up too easily. We grew up, we grew up knowing, expecting dads not to be around. Or dads to be around but not active. We grew up for moms giving up on our kids. We grew up on seeing divorce happen. So, so, so husbands and wives are giving up on their marriage. If you were here last week, it was Pentecost Sunday. And there was a call at the end of the, uh, of the preaching where a lot of us received the Holy Spirit. So we receive, the, the, uh, or we activated the power that's already in us. There's so many people, too many people with, with the power of God in us, but yet they're still giving up on life. They're still giving up with the power of God. They're still giving up on their marriages. They're giving up on their callings. They're giving up on dreams that God has given them. Listen, we all ought to be doing something. Today I'm here to wake some dreams up. I'm here to wake up some callings. There's people that give up on ministries. Galatians 6, 9, you don't have to turn there. This is the message Bible. It says, so let's not allow, oh, I'm sorry. So not, let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. It's this verse, this very verse that helped me not give up. There is times in our walk. There is times in this journey we call life. Today, I'm calling it the race, as Paul numerous times called it in the Bible. Too many times we give up on this race. You know, there's a show that my wife and I watch. It's called The Amazing Race. And we love watching this, and every time it doesn't come on, we almost, we really miss it. And every time it does come on, we get into it. And let me just describe, just in case for those who don't watch it. It starts off 
with 11 couples. Usually it's 11, but sometimes 12, 13, whatever. But 11 couples. And the host says, ready, set, go. And all these 11, at the same time, they run. It's a race. They run to a box and get a clue. And then they get the clue, they open it up, and the next, the next thing they got to do. And basically they got to, week after week, they travel all over the world doing all these, these, these hurdles, if you want, or these obstacles, impossible obstacles. And then they finish, they go to, they get the next clue. And then the next clue takes them somewhere else. And, and it's a race. And the whole 11 teams do that. And every episode, the winner of the, of the end of the episode gets a prize. And it's not a cheap prize. Usually it's, a, it's always a luxury vacation. Like the best place to go to the, 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 some, another country. You get free massages. You get whatever the, the, the works. If you're the last team, you get disqualified. You go home. So everybody is racing because they want those prizes. Right? At the end of the season, there's usually three teams left. At the finale, the three teams race the same way. The winner gets a million dollars. Nice. Second and third don't get nothing. Okay? But, and then on the way, you got like some, they call U-turns. When another team could U-turn another team, you know, if they're a threat to them or if they don't like them, you know, it makes them just do something extra so it pushes them back. And I can't help not to think of how our life is like this TV show. But the show, it, it becomes more, uh, so much more than winning. But it becomes about finishing strong. We get so, we go through so much, so much in our life that brings pain. It brings struggle. And we give up. I'm going to, confess something to you in my youth it was many times I tried to give up and I felt like I had valid reasons to give up I had many questions to God and never had any answers if that's you today I'm here to tell you that God has a purpose for your pain he has reasons for your struggles. And he has a gift for your faithfulness. If you give up, you can't give up because God has not given up on you. If you're still breathing, God has not given up on you. I understand you go through stuff. I understand you might lose a loved one. You, you got these, these questions you're asking God. God, why? God, God, who? God, how? When? I'm miserable. There's a blessing at the end of it. There's a gift for your faithfulness. And even when you're not faithful, come on. Even when you're not faithful, when you're faithless, God is always faithful. Even when you don't understand, if you hang on, if you hang on, I don't care if you hang on by a thread, if you just hang on. Paul defines it like this. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 9, starting at verse 24. I'm going to read the message, uh, the, the message version. It says, Do you not know that in a race, all the runners race, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a... They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a, a someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that 
after I have preached to others, I myself would not be disqualified from the prize. So many times I, I, I read that scripture and, 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 I, and, I, and I misinterpreted it. I would run the race. Go in strict training, it says, right? I would run the race. I would go to every, every service. I would try hard to read the Bible. I would try even harder to memorize and to study the Bible. I would pray, pray hard. I would, but but I, was, I was doing it all wrong. I couldn't understand. God, I'm, I'm in this strict training. Strict training. But I still have unanswered questions. Why do I still feel pain? Why do I still feel empty? I had to learn. God created us on purpose for a purpose. It's a slow process, but quitting won't speed it up. I was looking up on the, the, the word, you know, trying to be sophisticated, which I'm totally not. So, <laughs> FYI. But I wanted to try, right? So I look up the word race, and I, and I found I did find something interesting. The Greek word for race, it means agon. Agon is also where we get the word agony from. I didn't have to study no more. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so, that makes so much sense. Because in this race, there's nothing but agony sometimes. Am I by myself? I don't like silence, in case you know. I'm loud. I'm, I don't like silence. Speak back to me. Come on. Come on. Speak back to me. I, I, I pray for me. Speak back to me. And, and, and listen, the plan, I, the, the, the question I had to ask myself, it's going to get quiet in a couple minutes. The question I had to ask myself is, whose plan am I following? You know, my favorite scripture is uh, uh, for I have in Jeremiah 29 11, for I have plans, plans to pros- prosper you and give you hope in the future. I live on that. But whose plan was I living? What plan was I living? Was I living my plan or God's plan? God's plan or this world's plan? Oh, let me, let me, let me be a little bit rawer. This world, in case you did not know, the enemy has a lot to say about this world. Okay? So are we following God's plan or the enemy's plan? I'll let that sink in. This is when I don't become popular. See, the enemy has a plan for us. You know, God, we all talk about God has a plan. Yes, amen, amen. But what we, what, we don't, what we don't realize is the enemy also has a plan for us. His plan is to steal us, to kill us, to destroy us, to distract us, to, to bring destruction, to bring division between us and God. But Jesus had a plan too. His plan is to give us life and to give us to the fullest. See, the enemy's plan brings distance between us and God. The enemy plan, we do things our way. The enemy's plan is we only talk and pray to God when we want something or when we need something, when we're desperate. The enemy's plan will cause us to want to give up on our kids. You know what? Let the video games um, raise them. Let the world raise them. They're too much work. See, the enemy, his plan is to give up on our marriages. I prayed, I tried, but he's a jerk. He's still a jerk. I prayed, but but she's still a nag. I, I can't take this no more. It got so easy that on billboards, get divorced for $59.99. Anybody see that? The billboards all over the bus. The bus. Uh, that's the world. That's the enemy's plan. So easy. Get a divorce. You got. You got fifty nine ninety nine. I'll get you a divorce. 
But when we choose God's plan, come on, this is my favorite. God's plan is talking to him no matter what. God's plan is believing in him no matter what. God's plan is I'm not going to give up on my kids. God's plan is I'm not going to give up on my wife. I'm not going to give up on my husband. I'm not going to give up on my home. God's plan is I'm not giving up on God. God's plan is what the enemy has meant to harm me. What the enemy has meant to to destroy me, what the enemy meant to distract me, God meant it for good to accomplish what is now being done. That is God's plan. See, if there's one thing I learned in my walk, and I'm still learning. See, the devil doesn't know what to do with somebody that just won't give up. That's dangerous. Some might say that's dangerous. But I lived enough and been through enough to know I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. And if I go, I'm going to be in a better place. And my kids will be in a better place. Because I'm leaving, leaving a legacy. That's God's plan. It's not a, it might not just be the now. But it's going forward. What are you doing going forward? What are you leaving for your children? What is people going to say? Too many people give up and they, they, without doing all they can. It's no, it's no secret. If you got me on any social media, if you've been part of us, it's no secret that one of my passions, greater passions, is my family and my marriage. This is where my wife gets nervous. <laughs> Listen, and there's one thing, another thing I learned. You do what you can for as long as you can. And when you finally can't, you do the next best thing. But you don't give up. Listen, listen. One of the reasons why I love marriage is because of who I'm married to. But, but. And if you know her, you know I'm not lying. But. It's one of the greatest challenges, but it has the greatest reward. It has its greatest... Listen, you know, I always say in marriage, you know, marriage is the two people growing up, two different areas, two different ways, two different, different backgrounds, two different... A lot of luggage here, a lot of the baggage here, and then you come together and you got you to gotta agree on everything. Well, you don't have to agree on anything, but you got to work it out. Let me, let me, I kind of twist it there, how to, how to correct myself. You're not going to agree, but, but you do all that you can to make it work. You, 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 you learn how to fight fair. You learn how to. I'm trying to think now. I didn't write it down, but it just came to me. You, you do all that you can. You make it so that your partner can always win. If you work at making your partner always win, it's a win-win. He or she gets happy, boom, 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 boom. Was that good? By the way, there's no children's church today. I just remembered. Let's go to Hebrews 12. Reading from the message again, the message version. Starting in verse uh, 1. This is Paul speaking again. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way. All these veterans cheering us on. It means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. I'm going to pause right there. I love it when the NIV version says, Let us throw down all, 
off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And too many of us are following God's plan, and this is where I felt, this is where I, 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 I continue to fall, because I'm not perfect. I know my kids think I'm perfect, but I'm not perfect. Shut up. But this is like making a football team. You made the tryouts. You did the work. You did the diet. You did the, 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 the muscle training, the gains. You get the helmet. You get the shoulder pads. You get all the other pads. You're ready. You're, all, you're walking like this because all the pads. You got the cleats. You're ready to go. So you're following God's plan. But too many of us are on the sideline. We're dressed up in the uniform. We got the number on our back. We got our name on the back. And then we're on the sidelines. Doing nothing but cheering if we're cheering. Even worse. Some of us are all dressed up, but we're not even in the sidelines. We're in the stands, sitting comfortable. See, God's plan, it says go, in, go into strict training. The training doesn't stop when you're trying to get. The training continues on and on. That one may, that's what makes a great father. That's what makes a great husband. That's what makes a great spouse. That's what makes a great servant to God. I'll continue to read. It says, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished the race that we're in. Study how Jesus did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way. He put up with the cross. He put up with shame, whatever. And now he's there in a place of honor. Right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story over, over again. He was the greatest example. He is the greatest example. See, we think it says be like Jesus, right? That's the goal. That's the goal. Be like Jesus. What would Jesus do? Remember back in the day those bracelets to remind us to behave? But the goal is not perfection. We can't be perfect. But, the, but the, the goal should be progress. Do you know the single most important thing about this race? And this is where I missed it. It's transformation. It's change. See, I was running. I was running. I was training. I was opening church. I was closing church. I was, I was still putting the ACs on. I was putting the heats on. I was single. I had nowhere to go. Church was my place. I was in every service, every prayer service, and I enjoyed it. I had some godly moments. But if I could be truth about it, I was still looking for the wrong blessings. God, give me a wife. God, I hate being single. All right, I'll do your will. Blah, blah, blah. God's plan. I'm worshiping, worshiping. One eye open, looking. Any prospects? You understand what I mean? That we pray, we pray to God, we're in God's plan, but deep down inside we're still. This is for my, my, my single folks. Hey, big shout out to Crispy right now. I remember, I remember back when Crispy was single, right? I didn't tell you this, but it's okay. Yeah, you know what? You know where I'm going? The, okay, here you go. He gave me thumbs up. That would have been awkward if he said no, right? <laughs> so, so you're single. Most single people, they want. They obviously want to be married, right? And I would say, and I would tell him, and this is what God told me is, listen, never forget what you desire. Never forget what you want. There's nothing wrong if you desire a wife, if you desire a husband, if you desire, you know, money, if you desire good things, Right? But that can't be your focus. That's not God's plan. I remember I used to say, I said, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like you're praying for that trophy. 
You got it in the spirit already. Put it on the shelf where you can never forget it, but you can always look back at it. But that's not the, that's not the, the vocal point. That's not the, that's not the goal. Because there's so much more. That's why you got single people praying that they get married. When they get married, they're praying to get a divorce. No, you're ne- we're never ha- happy. We're never satisfied. That's because we're longing for the wrong prize. I'm almost finished, I promise. Galatians 5, starting in verse 22. These are the gifts that we ought to get that's available to everybody. It says, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in the orchid. Things like affection for others, that's love. Exuberance about life, that's joy. Serenity, that's peace. We develop a willingness to stick with things, that's patience. A sense of compassion in the heart, that's kindness. And a conviction that a basic holiness permeates, why these words, things and people, that's goodness. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, that's faithfulness. Not needed to force our way in life, that's gentleness. Able to marshal and direct our energies wisely, that's self control that's called the fruits of the spirit choosing God's plan means looking for those things it's free it's available people want to pray to get out of the storm but God wants you in the storm and wants you to receive these things in the storm how great would it be you're still in your funk, you're still in your, in your storm, you're still in your, in your woes, you're still struggling, you're still in your, your pain, you're still in your struggle. There's no change, but the only change is you still got joy. Come on. You still got peace. And it takes me back to that story where, where the disciples was on a boat, Jesus is napping. You know, Jesus was busy, he needed a nap, man. Sometimes we need a nap, right? I don't nap. I'm against napping for me. But. And the storm happens and they're panicking. Jesus, 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 Jesus. The teacher, master, the storm, storm. And, and I could just imagine now Jesus, you know, getting the boogies out of his eyes and like all oh, daisy and like. They fail to realize that nothing could happen to them because the maker, the controller is right there. The master is right there. And all he did was storm chill. See, that's peace. That's having peace in the storm. If you have Jesus in your heart, if you have the power of God in your heart, your storm may not change, but you will change in the storm. See, God isn't asking us to figure it out, but he's asking us to trust him. Trust him because he already has it figured out. But we want that microwave blessing. We want that microwave lifestyle where beep, boop, 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 wait two minutes and boom, it's ready. That's not going to last. I don't want no microwave. I, don't, I, don't, I want the crock pot status. You know, crock pot take hours. But you ever eat something that comes out of crock pot? The meat falls off the bone. It's like so juicy and tender. Listen, that's God's presence. Taste and see the goodness of God. Taste and see the goodness of God. It's like no other. It's like Thanksgiving every day. Worship you come up. Yeah, I was quick, right? God is good, amen? All the time. I wish that we believed that. The next thing I want you to understand, God has the final say. Let me repeat that. God has the final say. 
for all those who are listening to what I'm saying and you think you fell so hard, you fell so far away from God, this next segment is for you right now. 2 Timothy 4, you don't have to turn there, starting on verse 1, message version again. Paul says it like this, I can't impress this on you too strongly. God is looking over your shoulder. Christ himself is the judge with the final say on everyone living and dead. Some of you are struggling because you don't know how to go on. You're miserable, job after job after job. Living, I'm not even going to say paycheck to paycheck, because some of us are beyond that. Negative imbalance. Some of us are stuck in marriages, and we're miserable. We're stuck in some relationships, and we are miserable. Some of us, our kids are wilding out. There's such a disconnection. You don't know what to do. You may be hearing this online and you haven't been in church in so long because of awkwardness, because there's some relationships that are are awkward. Can I tell you something right now? God doesn't define you on how many times you fall, but he defines you on your ability to get back up. After you have fallen, after you have messed up, after you have failed. See, that's a righteous person. But a righteous person is not somebody who does that and goes back to the same same behavior, same nonsense, same circle of life, same saying, oh, I'm going to be. A righteous person is somebody that gets back up and grows and learns from the mistakes. There's a saying I have in my house on a rock and, and it's in the area where I have to pass it to go to the bathroom and I have to pass it to, to, to get in my room. And it says, grow through what you go through. There's nothing that you could go through that you can't learn from. Whether it makes you wiser, it makes you, oh, I'm not going to do that no more. Or I'm going to change my way of doing it. Some of our marriages were stuck because we spent all of our energy getting our spouse, but now we're married and we're too comfortable. There's so many people I know that give their hearts to, to the Lord and, and they're so on fire for God and they're so, God this, God that. They're not even serving the Lord anymore. Why? I, I, in my mind, I'm like, was it fake? Did they fake it to make it? I, mean, I, I, I don't, God doesn't work like that. I believe that they accepted him, but we still got to change. If he's in us and we receive all those gifts. You still with me? Listen, God's plan. Let's stand. Just to give you guys hope. Let's just stand. I know things happen in life. I spend a lot of time, I spend more energy in my lifetime asking God questions and putting demands on God. I'm not, I'm not, I'm ashamed to admit it, but if I could be truthful. God, when? How long am I going to go through this mess? There's got to be something more, God. Change. Bring change in my season. God says, no, I want to change you in your season. So you'll be ready for the next season. Listen, God's plan is this. I'm forgetting the things that are behind me and reaching for those things that are ahead of me. And, and I'm pressing for the mark of the high calling, which is God. There's too much to be done in the kingdom for us to be babysitting our feelings, babysitting our hurts, babysitting, coddling our pain. Say, I'm in in too much pain, God, I can't. I'm waiting for you to heal me first, God. No, move in your pain. See how the healing comes. You made a mistake, but you are not one. 
You may have failed, but you're not a failure. You may be down, but down is not your destiny. God still has a plan. God still has a purpose for you. God still has a gift for your faithfulness. Receive his gift. I'm going to end with this. And I don't know what Pastor E got in the store. God gave me a word. I don't even know when. But it's a word I, I saw. I don't even know, remember where I saw it from. But I received it for myself. And I want to read it to you guys. But if you've been struggling, let's say this. If you've been struggling and you're on the verge of giving up. You thought about suicide. You thought about giving up on your marriage. You thought about giving up on your kids. You thought about giving up on the job. You thought about whatever God opened the door for you, you thought about closing it yourself. I'm going to read a word. And if you want to receive this word, just lift up a hand. But know this, as you lift up your hand, I fooled you, see? I, I, you're, you're, saying, you're telling God, God, change me. Don't change my, change my, 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 my difficulty if you must. But that's not the priority. The priority is change me. Change me in my mess. Make my mess into a message one day. Come on. This is my mess right here. God says this, my sons and daughters, run your race. I have called you to run your own unique race. It may not look like anyone else's. Stop looking to see what, what, who is in your, the other lane. Do not compare your race, your running style, and your timing with that of another. Set your gaze on the prize and run your race. There is no more time for delay. There is no more time for distraction. There's no more time for hesitation or doubt. I am the one who calls and empowers you to run. I am the one who determines your individualized race. Look to me and run to all your worth. Set your passion upon me, God. And run straight for all that I have ahead for you. Eyes closed if you got your arms open. If you got your arms up, close your eyes. No distractions. Sometimes we are, oh, our eyes are supposed to be fixed on Jesus, but sometimes our eyes are fixated on what other people are doing, and what other people are going to think of me. This is that moment. Just say, God, change me. You don't have to speak in tongues. You don't have to jump around. You don't have to say a sophisticated prayer. Just, God, you know my heart. You're in it. Change me. God, I'm in pain, but still change me. Bring restoration where I need it. Bring new renewal where I need it. Bring revival in my heart where I need it. Or bring a refreshing. I'm hurting. God, I'm hurting, and I still don't got the, the answers to my questions. God says, change. All right, God, even in my not knowing, I'm going to change. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose joy right now. I'm, I'm going to choose your peace, God, right now. I'm going to choose patience. But God, you know I'm, not, I'm impatient. You need to help me with. God says, I, I got you. Stick with what you can do and not do the yes, the rest. I'd like to pray right now and then we're going to some worship. Father, just look at the hearts that are bowing down right now. Look at the hands that are being raised. I pray, God, that you see the desperation of change in this place. Forgive us for putting things before you. For putting our personal dreams and wants and desires before you. Let you be our dream. 
Let you be our destiny. Let you be our desire. I don't just want to pray on Sundays. I don't just want to say the same prayer when I wake up in the morning. But I want change. Change. I need to be a better dad. Change me. I need to be a better husband. Change me. I need to be a better wife. Change me. Because that's where revival happens. When you could do that in your funk, God moves. Let's worship him.
Oh, it's love so undeniable. I, I can't. This is my friend right here. Peace so unexplainable. I, I, one more time. Oh, it's love. Oh, it's love so undeniable. I, for this time together, Lord. Lord, not only that we could celebrate fathers, Lord, but we could celebrate you, Abba Father. Lord, we know that you never leave and you never forsake us and your promises still stand, oh God, to this day. And so we've made a commitment to continue to just trust you, just to rely on you, just to continue to chase you, Lord. Father, to fulfill the promises that you've already spoken over our lives, oh God. That's what we've committed to, oh God. So Father, we already know that you've already ordered the steps of a righteous man, but we commit to walking in those steps today and forever, oh God. So Lord, help us, guide us, give us peace, strength. Lord, give us direction, oh God. Allow us to be more sensitive to your spirit, oh God, so to know your voice and to know when you're calling a lot. And when you're just saying just to stay and stand. But Father, we stand on you. For you are indeed our solid rock, oh God. And you have been good, good, good to us. You are blessed. So be a blessing. Have a wonderful week.